Welcome to the Plentiful Goddess Podcast. My name is Jessica Karabad and I'm a holistic coach for women, certified vegan nutritionist, fitness trainer, yogi, and Raki master. I have coached hundreds of women worldwide and I made it my mission to help women from all around the world transform their lives and health in ways they didn't think was possible. If you're looking to uplevel your health, learn about the best practical tips on vegan health and fitness, master your menstrual cycle, improve your relationship with food and so much more so that you can reconnect with the powerful woman that you're meant to be, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is for you to help you step up your game, reconnect with yourself as a woman and elevate your health and life. We are going to have so much fun in this podcast. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hello everyone, I'm so excited to have you here with me today. In today's podcast, I have a beautiful, wonderful guest who is Alicia Wood. She's the host of the Fuel Your Fire podcast and she's a human behavior expert and well-being coach. In this episode, we talked about self-image, what self-image is, why it is important and how working on your self-image has changed Alicia's life. We also speak more about keeping the belief when things are not working out the way you want to and why it is so important to do this work. And again, what I really love about this episode is because Alicia gives us a lot of a lot of insights into her own personal life and how she was able to create a beautiful life and is still working towards a beautiful goal. She is currently writing a book on how to become a millionaire and I'm very excited for you to hear more about her story and the value of this podcast is incredible. So without further ado, here it is. Enjoy. Alicia, I'm so excited to have you on the Plentiful Goddess podcast today. We just recorded actually an episode for your podcast, which I'm very excited about as well. And I wanted to have you on here because first of all, you're awesome, <laughs> right? Well, thank um, you. So how we met, I think it's interesting to people. We met um, through Hina Khan, who is our coach, and you're now the head coach of Hina Khan uh, worldwide, I guess that's how the company is called. And I remember you very vividly. That's why I'm very excited to talk to you uh, today because we were in a breakout room and that was my very first experience in a breakout room and you were there and I was like she's awesome like we were we we had to talk about our future as if it was the present um and I was like everything that she's saying sounds like she already has it all um I was like oh my god this is so great and for people listening they're like what the hell is just talking about <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking about today so we're going to be talking about self-image Right. And this is the, it ties into kind of what the breakout room was about when we were um, in the coaching call of Hina. So I think it would be really cool for you to just tell us a little bit more about yourself and why the self-image is so important and what the self-image actually is or what self-image actually means. Yeah. So self-image, I think, is so, so, so important for everyone. First of all, we all have a self-image. We have two, an internal self-image and an external self-image. And I'll explain that a little bit more in a little bit. But the reason why I think self-image is so important is because I used to be somebody who struggled with social anxiety, who would never speak up in a meeting, who would never be caught dead with a microphone in front of their face. They like, I was a very 
shy, anxious, uncomfortable person. And I completely shifted my self-image to be a confident, well-spoken person that knows what they're talking about and can share it and help other people. And that's very different because I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, which I'm sure a lot of listeners probably um, struggle with or have heard of, but just really not thinking that I was good enough. I was in these positions. I was on these great shows. I was doing all this work in the television industry, but who, like, who was I to be doing it? Like, what if they found out that I wasn't the right person for the job? What if they found out that I actually don't know what I'm doing? What if they find out that I'm not supposed to be here? What if they find out all of these, what if they find outs would go through me? And so when I shifted my self image to become the person I wanted to be, everything in my life changed, including how I felt about myself. It's not even just what the external world thought about me. It's who I truly believed that I am. I love this. That's so amazing. Seeing you from, you know, where you come from and who you are now. I think it's it's crazy. And and the self-image to me, it finally started clicking when I was like, oh, self-image is not a positive thinking. Like self-image is so much more than that. Could you elaborate a little bit more why that is a, that is different? Yeah, absolutely. So self-image is who you actually believe you are. And so there's, there's a difference there between like thinking. So, so like fake it till you make it. The idea of fake it till you make it is all about you knowing you're not something and faking it to become something. And that can work in certain extents that you can eventually start to believe it. But what this is about is being it until you become it. Like you have to start to be the person that you want to be now so that you can actually truly become that person and start believing that you are that person. And I know some people are probably just like, that's not making any sense to me, but there's positive thinking is like, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful. But your subconscious is going, everything is crap. Everything is not wonderful. Everything is not great. And you're, you're battling yourself and you're fighting against your subconscious. Whereas shifting your self image is your subconscious shifting with you. So everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And your subconscious is like, yeah, it is at like this life we have is wonderful. So it's, it's internal. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I think I want to go a little bit deeper because a lot of people don't understand what's going on in their subconscious. So how do you know what kind of self-image you have as a person? Because again, this concept, everything that has to do with personal development mindset work can be very difficult to understand when you hear it for the very first time. So I think having more of like a actual example of like, you know, achieving certain things and creating something, certain things from the self-image of not being good enough versus being good enough. How can someone know what their self-image is and how that is connected to their life and to their results that they're creating? Yeah, absolutely. You have to look to your results. 
So when you look at your results right now, are they what you want your results to be? Or do they differ from the goal that you have? So for instance, I'm currently writing a book about how I hit my first million. I haven't actually written, I haven't actually hit the first million quite yet, but I'm writing it as if I already have hit that first million or shifting my mindset along the way to be the person that has that million. Now, in my current results in my bank account, it shows me that I'm not there yet. I am not the person that is making a million dollars a year because results wise, I don't have the money. And if I truly believed that I was a person that made a million dollars a year, if I truly, truly knew that I made a million dollars a year and I entered into conversations as a person who made a million dollars a year, and I asked questions as a person who made a million dollars a year, I dressed like a person that made a million dollars a year. I addressed people the way that I would address people as a person that makes a million dollars a year. If I had the results in my bank account, I would know that I was there and that my self-image was in line, but I'm not quite there yet. So that's one way where I'm not quite there. But then there, if I look back at a past version of me where it was like, I'm not standing up on stage because I have stage fright. And then becoming a person subconsciously that is comfortable speaking on stage. So I did a lot of visualizations to get me there. I'd picture myself on stage. I'd live on stage. I'd have the mic. I'd love being on the mic, like all these things. Eventually what happened was that gap kind of closed. And so where I was in the past, where I was anxious and uncomfortable being on stage Now I've been on stage in my mind mentally over and over and over again. And so now I'm closing that gap and I'm able to be on stage because I am a person that stands on stage. I am a speaker. I am a person that loves the microphone, but I had to become that person by believing that I am this person. But I I, I think I want to step it back to like your your self-image is comprised of those two parts I talked about at the beginning, your internal self-image and your external self-image. Your internal self-image is what's going on on the inside, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, what you think other people think about you, anything internal that nobody else could hear. That's your internal self-image, how you see yourself. Your external self-image is how you dress, how you show up in the world, how you address people, things that you could see in a mirror or somebody else could capture on a camera. That's your external self-image. Now, both of those things combined move towards you being the person you want to be. So if you have a goal to, an easy example is if you had a goal to look a certain way, and that was even to, let's say, gain 30 pounds of muscle. You would start to see yourself externally. Like, how would I look? How would 30 pounds of muscle look on my body and start to visualize yourself in that way? And then you would start to think the way that that person with that 30 pounds extra with muscle on you would look or sorry, would feel and would think and would behave. 
So that person would think, oh, I'm going to set up my clothes for the gym tomorrow because we're going to, it's a heavy, heavy legs day. That person would feel excited probably about going to the gym because that's just who they are. They're a very muscular person and they like going to the gym and their results would be that they would have that extra body weight on them and be more muscular. I love that you oftentimes, you know, I've been, of course, working with the self-image as well, but I love having conversations about this because I personally forgot about there being an inner and outer external self-image. And to me, only now that you spoke it, I was like, oh my God, before I started this work, I was so disconnected from it because on the outer self-image, I was always the strong, confident coach that could like handle anything and, you know, people would take advantage of that, right? People would take advantage of that because I wouldn't, how can I say Like internally, I didn't feel like I was outside. And so this matched my results in a way where I would put in the action all the time. And I was like, why am I not creating the results that I want? But inside of me, I didn't believe I was able to right outside. I was putting out so many things outside, creating so many posts, Instagram, podcast, whatever. But inside, I felt the complete opposite. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I was a failure. I felt like people don't want to pay me. I feel like people don't think I'm, you know, I'm a good coach, whatever it was that was going on. And so only when I started this, I started seeing like, holy shit, like, there's so much to uncover when you start doing this work, right? And, and I think it's so important that you create that awareness with yourself. So how can you, how can you like know what beliefs you have about yourself? Like, how can you uncover that? Because for me, I wasn't aware of it for a very long time until I, until I, until I started doing this work. So how can you step-by-step see why you're not creating the results that you want because oftentimes we think we have to put in even more action and we need to put out even more and we need to do even more which actually is not the case a lot of times right so how can we move or shift it more to our inside yeah i think awareness is the biggest part of it like you said i wasn't even aware of this and neither was i i was talking crap to myself for years and years and years and having no idea that I was actually talking crap to myself. So starting to tune into how do you speak to yourself when nobody else is hearing it because it's happening inside of your head. So how are you talking to yourself and and when you And then also when it comes to, if something comes up in your world and it's like somebody offers you a job, for instance, like imagine you get this promotion, somebody offers you this promotion. What's the first thing that comes up? So starting to tune into those moments, because is it like, heck yeah, I'm ready for this. Or is it like, oh God, like me, I don't know if I can do that. And then you talking yourself into it. It's. It's about tuning into that voice that is often telling you 
but it might be telling you that you're not that good. And hearing it and going, wait a second, is that true? And calling BS on it. Because if you're hearing something inside of you that's telling you that you're not good enough, I can guarantee you that that's not truth. And that's just your self-image of where you currently are. But then it's like, well, the results I want are that I am good enough. So how do I start to believe that I am good enough? And so from there, it's about tuning into all the things that you do really well, starting to praise yourself for things that you often haven't praised yourself for in the past. So for me, when I was starting to get into speaking in public, it was actually me teaching fitness classes. That was my way of starting to get on stage. Essentially, I was doing fitness classes in front of 30 women. And so that's like a presentation. That's an hour long presentation. And you're doing, when you're a fitness instructor, you're likely doing three back-to-back classes. And so you're going like presentation to presentation to presentation. And so I had to tune in and congratulate myself on when I did well, instead of focusing on me messing up on some aspect of the class, focusing on what I did really well and congratulating myself and being like, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. And reminding myself how great I was doing. And then it was also the repetition. So doing the thing that the person with your goal would do, the person who has those results that you want, what are they doing? And then doing that in repetition. So in order for me to be a great public speaker, I needed to consistently show up and do public speaking. I need to consistently be there doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it until I no longer was shaking. I remember when I first started my podcast, I'd be like shaking, so nervous interviewing people. I was, I get really cold when I'm nervous. So I'd be like freezing. And then over time, it's like, oh, whatever, whatever you end up saying is what you're meant to say. I can't, I don't always control what comes out of my mouth. I didn't know what we were going to, what was going to come out of my mouth at the beginning of this interview. It's going to flow and I'm going to find it and it's going to be good. So forgiving yourself for your mistakes and knowing like, even what is a mistake, a learning opportunity. Um, And then once you start really congratulating yourself on all the things that you're doing well, then you're starting to create this momentum of moving forward, knowing that you're great, reminding yourself how worthy you are, reminding yourself that you do belong, reminding yourself that promotion, of course, was meant for you because they offered it to you, reminding yourself that you have this job because you know what you're doing and just checking off consistently. It's like we all love check checking off boxes. You have a task list to do. And we're like, done, 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 done. But we don't often go like, yes, I'm awesome. Yes, I'm awesome. Yes, I'm awesome. We have a negativity bias. So we focus on the negative. So let's bring that attention, that awareness back to the positive and really focus on where you're shining and feel really good about that. Tying it to what I said in the beginning when we had the breakout room and the exercise was for us to speak, I think it was like three, five years from now, I don't really know anymore about like you being talking from that moment as if 
all of your goals that you have have happened, how how does it tie into the self-image part that that you were able to speak again i ha- i really still remember you and everything that you said because i literally like i would have been like this is reality right now why is it so important to energetically be aligned with that as well yeah so I just want to kind of clarify for anybody who's not understanding what we mean by going into the future. It's so common for us because we're doing it all the time within our work um, with Hannah. And so Hannah does this practice called future present. And what we're doing is we are taking ourselves, let's say five years into the future and assuming that everything that we wanted, all of our wishes, all of our dreams, all of our goals have been fulfilled. And if all of our dreams, all of our wishes have been fulfilled, then how, like, who are we? Like, then we're getting into that self-image of like, so who is that person? How do they think? What do they feel and how do they behave? And so from that place, we're talking as if it's already happened. So if you're, if the goal was, even if we go back to my book, I'm a published author and my book is on. Uh, all these shelves and I'm in the top 100 books being sold. And I've obviously hit my million a year and I'm consistently making a million a year. Then I would be sharing it like, oh yeah, my, my book got released like three months ago. I'm at the top of the charts. It's incredible. I'm feeling so wonderful now because I'm helping so many other people through this work. Like by me going through the process and breaking it down over that time of me becoming a millionaire, I was able to write all of this out so that everybody else can read that book and can now go, Oh, I can be a millionaire too. And then take all of the actions that I did when I wrote the book and implement it into their life. I'm getting such positive feedback from it. Everybody's coming I, I'm, my inbox is flooded with all of these incredible messages from amazing human beings who are like, you've already changed my life. And the book just came out three months ago. I'm so friggin' grateful. And in that moment, as I shared that with you, I felt it. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, the book's on the shelves and I'm seeing it and I'm feeling it and it's feeling so real. And so this is about you believing that it's possible for you, but taking it one step further and believing that it's already happened. And so when you believe it's already happened and when I'm in that energy of it, like what you just said, like, why is it so important for us to be in that energy of it or on the same frequency of it is that the ideas, the awareness, the how of that goal coming to fruition isn't in me feeling crappy about myself. It isn't in me not knowing who I am. It isn't in me feeling unworthy because I'm not going to ask for a book deal. If I'm feeling unworthy, it's in me going, yeah, it's already happened. I've helped a whole bunch of people. Of course, this book deal is going to come for me. So energetically, if I'm feeling the emotions of gratitude, of like contentment of freedom of just feeling so happy that I've helped so many other people. 
then I can move forward in that energy and be able to see more options out there. Cause if I'm not feeling that way, cause we want to line up our feelings so that we can be, our energy can be in harmony with our goal. And when I say in harmony with our goal, it's like, how would you feel once you hit your goal? Well, you'd feel exactly how I just said, I would feel content. I would feel gratitude. I would feel excited. I feel so happy that I'm helping other people. And you could even hear it in that breath. I just took, like I felt it. And so when I feel that way, I can create from that space. I can write my book from that space. And when I'm writing that book from that energy, that book is going to be a whole lot better than if I'm writing that book from me feeling like crap and unworthy. So this is about you shifting your self-image to be like, well, what are the results that I want? Is it that promotion? Is it to look a certain way? Is it to feel a certain way? Is it to have a new house? Is it to buy a certain car? Like, I don't, your goal is your goal. Whatever the results are that you want to have are your results. But if you were to already have those results in your life, how would you think, how would you feel and how would you act? And then starting to become that person now rather than waiting until you have the car to feel that way, rather than waiting till you have the car to think that way, rather than you waiting to have the car to act that way, you have to be that person now. And then those things will start to line up. I love all of this so much. And like you also just sharing, you know, your personal experience and you speaking about the book again. I was like, I'm buying it, <laughs> you know, the way you were talking about, you could really feel it. You could hear it in your energy, right? Hear it in your, I mean, is that, yeah, you can hear it in your energy, I guess. Um, you can, you can sense that, you know, this excites you and that, you know, this is going to happen. Like you're so sure that like, you don't have to worry, like this is a done deal, right? It's like, it's done for you now. This is also a question that, you know, comes from me working on this material myself. And, and, you know, I started, I feel like I've done mindset and personal development for a while, longer time before I, I joined Hina. But when I joined Hina, it all started getting really clear to me how important it is. And, and I think everyone feels the same way, right? It's like, oh, I'm no, you know, mindset stuff. But then once you do it, it's like this whole new world opens up to you. So speaking from like personal experience, um, what I have difficulties with is staying with that energy when things don't work out. So I do so much work on the self image the, the really like this, this reprogramming, really writing down my goals, staying in the energy, shifting it, all of it. And sometimes things just seem like, why, why is this going on now? So for example, you know, I had a very important call that I was very excited about because it, it meant a huge opportunity for me that got canceled last minute without any notice of if it's going to happen or not. And, 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 you know, from the self-image, I thought, okay, I've been, I've been now working on it and it's now all falling into place. And all of a sudden one thing happens or the second thing happened, a third thing, thing happens when you don't see the results that you've been working so hard on, you feel, how do you navigate that when you feel like things are not working out for you the way that, you know, you imagined or that the way that you've built or planned in your head? 
This was huge. So for me, I, I, yeah, I spent so much time going, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And I wasn't realizing that I was pushing it away even further because this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong. And there was a time when everything started to shift. And that was when I really started to build the belief that everything was happening for me. Everything's happening for me. So if, even if we go back to this book example, let's say it's, it's not even five years out. It'd be like a year and a year and a half out. So a year, a year and a half out. And this book is about to hit the stands. And then my publisher pulls out at the last second. I could easily fall into what the hell, like this is supposed to work out and then start to spiral and everything is going wrong. Like I had this all lined up. Why isn't this all working and and blah, 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 and take it to that spot. But then I just have to go, no, this is all happening for me. This is all happening for me. There's a reason why this isn't working out for me. There's a reason. And I just have to trust that. And you can choose not to trust that, that like, obviously you can be, be like, well, what's the proof? And it's like, well, wouldn't it just feel a whole lot better if it, if you were like, this is all working out for me, this is all working out for me and just trusting that the next publisher is going to come through. And I can guarantee you, if that were to happen, the next publisher that came through was either offering more money, had a better, um, deal going on more promotion for the book. They were just lovely people to work with. Like there's some reason why the first one fell through that I would never, I'm never going to find out why that fell through. That's the thing we have to also trust. Like you're not going to know why it fell through, but it fell through for a reason. Another example of this is super tangible that I think can really help people on a smaller scale is I was grocery shopping one day and I was in the underground parking and was about to put like my ticket in the machine so that the little gate would open up and I could get out of the parking garage and the ticket wouldn't work. And I was like, what the heck? And I'm like, so frustrated. People are behind me. And I'm like, uh, tickets not working. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Finally, somebody comes over, he helps me. And I'm like, great. Thank you. Amazing. I end up leaving. And I get to a stoplight and a car blows through a red light, or I got to the green light and a car blows through a green light. If that machine had not held me up, I would have got T-boned in that intersection. And so it, I have chills right now, but like in that moment, I was like, oh, Instead of me getting frustrated and annoyed by the machine not working and my patients being tested, if I just released it and went, oh, this must be happening for me. There's a reason why this is happening. I may never know. It just happened to be that I saw the car blow through the red light. But it, I very much could have missed that car and then still gone on with my life. But in that moment when I missed it, I was like, oh, Thank goodness I got held up by that extra second because it could have been me right in front of that car. And that's just such an easy way of going, what if this is happening for me? What if the car broke down because later you were going to get T-boned? What if you have a flat tire because you weren't supposed to go out and drive that day? 
what if the book deal didn't happen because there's something better waiting for you? And trust me, it's so much, there's like the freedom in saying, what if this is happening for me is massive because the amount of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, frustration that happens when you think everything is happening to you, it's just not worth it. Like we only live well, we don't know, but we only live once so far as we know. <laughs> I remember Bob Proctor saying that we only live once so far as we know. So why not enjoy it? Why not figure out like, oh, this is happening for me. The results will come so long as you have faith that they're going to show up for you. And you just know my success is inevitable. I know that. And so as soon as you know that your success is inevitable, sh- crap, like the whole world can change. Yeah, I think it's it's what what Hina also says. It's about holding this belief, like, and I think that is one of the hardest things, right? I, I feel like everyone that I know, everyone that is in this container, is like holding this belief that when things are not working out in the physical, that they are actually working out for you, you know, somewhere that you can't see, right? It's just happening for you in the background. It's happening for you, and 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 creating and holding that belief when you know you have a goal and you feel like okay i didn't hit this goal there's a reason for it because you're meant for something bigger you're meant for something else right and so again i i still feel like it's it's this, it's the hardest part it's it's uh, you know training this muscle of continuing to believe in yourself and that's where most people fail right um that's why like in in the program that i have as well it's really about of course it's you know a lot of nutrition you know with menstrual cycle we have the training but a big the, the biggest aspect is the mindset because i know hey i can give you the most perfect training plan i can give you the best meal plan i can give you the best resources but if your mindset is not right if you don't believe you can do it if your self-image is not aligned you're going to have a hard time, right? You're really going to have a hard time. And I think this is just, this is so huge. So last question, <laughs> um, how do you, um, how do you hold the belief despite the fact that you, you know, everything is working out for you, but how do you hold the belief? Because it can get, it can get very hard sometimes, right? It can get very hard when like, you've had certain goals and I set myself a time and it's happened to me over and it happens to me a lot of times, right? Where I, I have a time frame and I need, not I need, but I want to reach that amount of money, have that amount of clients, whatever, during a specific time and it doesn't work out. It's very easy to feel like, oh, great, again. Now, of course, this, you know, this was meant to happen because it has always happened to me and I can never reach my goals. How do you shift and create the belief that like, no, 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 no. This is, this is fine. How do you, how do you work on that? Yeah. First, you just caught yourself in in your subconscious saying need and then corrected it. So it's listening to that awareness of like, I need to hit it by a certain time. Well, I want to, but your subconscious (laughs) like I need to. And so that need is like you gripping and that gripping is actually repelling. Um, if we think of the law of attraction, which is a totally different conversation, but you want to kind of release it a little bit and rework that to I've already hit it, right? You've already hit it. I've already written my book. The book is done. It's published. It's on the shelves. Like a lot of people buy it at the airport, oddly enough, 
in my mind. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so I'm like pausing to figure out where I want to go. Like there's so many different ways that I can answer this question and what's the best, what's going to be the most impactful way, uh, to help with this. So holding on to the belief, I think the thing that helped me the most was neutralizing what it meant. So we attach a lot of meaning to things like I didn't hit my goal. What does it mean? It means I'm a failure. It means this, it means that. And so there's a lot of meaning behind it. That's all BS. And we just made up the meaning. So nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. I don't know whose quote that is, but nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. I know it's not mine. And we want to remove the meaning from it. So if you don't hit your goal by a certain amount of time, what does that mean? Nothing. If you don't hit the certain number that you wanted to hit at that time, what does it mean? Nothing. It, it has no meaning to it. But we often attach meaning to things that we don't need to attach meaning to. So if you can neutralize it in the sense that like, for me, I had a lot of money goals. Mine were money, money, money. And I was really addicted to money. And I had no idea that I was, I didn't understand this. Um, Hina really helped me through figuring out what my money paradigms were. And so I had to neutralize the outcome for me. It was like, I need to make this much money because I haven't like, I used to make this much at my old job and now I'm not making this much as an entrepreneur. It was all these stories. And I saw myself as a failure not realizing that I saw myself as a failure, even though I was paying, like the bills were getting paid and things were working out, but the bills were getting paid and things were working out because my husband was there to help me with it. And I remember Hannah saying like, but what if you manifested that? What if you manifested that? And I was like, what? And she was like, what if that was part of your success? Was you manifested that? Like you're in this relationship, the bills are getting paid. You're able to focus on what you want. You're in a loving relationship. Like what if you manifested that? And things started to shift where I was like, oh my gosh, I'd been putting so much pressure on myself. That wasn't actually real pressure to make money in a certain amount of time. That wasn't actual real pressure time. When I could have found ways to release some, some bills, release some, and which I did, I ended up releasing certain things that I was spending money on that really, I didn't need to spend money on like, um, software and stuff for my business. I was like, am I really using this? I had to release some things just to get really neutral about it. And then I had to accept that my husband actually really wanted to support me. And he wanted to support my business. He wanted to support what I was doing. He wanted to support, support me learning more. He wanted to be a supportive, incredible husband. And by me going, I need to, like, I've pictured like a temper tantrum. Like I wasn't doing this 
<laughs> but in my mind, I kind of was, I was like, no money needs to come from me making my money and like stomping my feet and flailing my arms around when the universe was sending me money through my husband. So Hina always talks about like money doesn't come from your employer. It comes through your employer. Money was coming through my husband and I had manifested this. And so when I allowed it to be like, oh, this is actually happening for me to be able to focus on myself, to allow these things to happen in the gestation period that they happen in and the amount of time by law that the universe is created, then I was able to release. And when you release, then you can still hold the image and have no grip on the outcome. And you just know that it's showing up. Oh, this is so powerful because I saw myself in that. <laughs> I saw myself in your story and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna relate to that. And if it's money, if it's something else, it's, it's about receiving, right? It's, it's very, very closely tied. Um, and I loved it so much about everything that you shared. And I feel like I need to talk to you for longer. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not only the self-image because self-image is only one part, but we, you know, dove deeper in like so many other things because it's all so connected, right? It's like your self-image is connected to your current results and, and the things that you're manifesting and it's just everything. So I loved having you on, Alicia. I honestly, you know how much I think, you know, how great you are. And I can't wait to buy your book at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, One yes. and a half years. <laughs> literally gonna like take a picture and like send it to you in a selfie way i'm very excited to do that um and i thank you so much for dropping so much wisdom into this podcast i know the listeners are gonna love this and gonna are gonna learn so much from you and uh this conversation so where can people find you yeah they can yeah, find they can me find on me. my podcast the fuel your fire podcast with alicia wood it's on all the different podcast platforms. You can also find me on Instagram at alicia.rose.wood. And yeah, I'm, I am everywhere as well, but just message me on Instagram. I'll chat with you there. I'm more than happy to answer any questions or even book a clarity call just to help you dive into this a little bit more. Cause yeah, we, we went deep today. We got a lot further than self-image, which was fun. I love when things spiral and shift and and we just chat about different, uh, different aspects of mindset. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate you. And I love seeing how much you're changing the world, seeing from the time that we met to now, I've seen this massive shift in you and it's just going to consistently shift and shift and just you're brilliant and just consistently sharing your brilliance with your audience is absolutely magnificent. Thank you so much. Right back at you, Alicia. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And of course, all of the links are going to be in the show notes. So you don't have to look for it yourself. Just click on the links and, and find Alicia um, that way. And I hope you have a wonderful day, Alicia. <laughs> thank you, you so much. And thank you for everyone that's listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am sure you loved it as much as I did. 
make sure you follow Alicia on all her socials and reach out to her if you have any questions. Of course, make sure you also follow me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that is it, guys, from my side. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and I'll talk to you later. Take care.